Look, I'm just going to, while I'm talking, set a few things up here. Hopefully not burn down anything. Here we go. Nice, kidding. Setting a, setting a tone here. No. <laughs> So, you know, I'm, I'm the sort of person, if I go to a shopping center, in fact, Bronwyn's very similar to me, we like to just sit. We even go to the beach. We like, we'll just sit on a chair, and we can sit and watch people for quite a long time. It's interesting to watch people and how they react. But this morning when I was standing here, I was turned around, and I was just looking and watching you guys. And I think there's nothing more special and wonderful to see the people of God worshiping him. It's an incredible that excitement to have the opportunity to connect to the Holy of Holies in that moment in time. And if I'm thrilled by it and it, it warms my heart, I can only imagine the heart of the Father. The heart of Jesus as he sees his Father being exalted and glorified. Because that's what our purpose is. That's why we were created. He created man that they would bring honor and glory to the one who deserves all honor and glory. And so, well done for those who pressed in, who touched God. Don't do it just today. Live a life of that. I had somebody uh, telling me just now, they said they saw me driving on the freeway and we, I, we were driving next to and I didn't see them. But she said, you're obviously talking on your phone. I said, no, phone. I was singing songs. And so that's my best ability to try and calm myself down with all the taxi drivers and all the yellow lane drivers and all of that sort of thing. That's what my coping mechanism is. It doesn't always work, but I try my utmost best to make it work. But uh, anyway, and that's the thing. A heart of worship, a heart of love for the Father wherever we are, every moment of the day, all the time. You know, this last couple of days, um, you know, as speaking to people, as you get a little bit older, the toilet breaks become more frequent. And so especially at night, you know, it's not like you can put your head to the pillow and you sleep all night. You maybe get a chance every now and then to do that the whole time. But most times there's a pit stop along the way. And uh, often I wake up and as I'm busy walking, there's a song playing in my heart. And, 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 it, and I, it excites me because it means that the Spirit of God is not saying, okay, while well, you're sleeping now, I'm going to move away. I'm going to go and sit, spend some time with Tim. He's omnipresent. He's with me. And in that moment in time, I can just sense his beauty and his love. And, and, and that's what we need to have all the time. We need to live in that space. It's not easy. And so this morning, I want to talk a little bit about something that... Um, it's, it's what I know, and uh, I wasn't sure exactly what to preach on, but I, I came across this, not came across it, I was just sensing. So for 20 years of my, light, my life, I've been in the lighting industry, so um, I've, I've walked a journey, and I've seen the development of how the lighting has got to where it is today. And so hopefully this morning, I, I mean, I've got a lot of pages here, but they're not going to all be going through, it's just... I started yes, uh, the beginning of the week, and I started a whole lot of things, and then I did some yesterday, and this morning at like 4 o'clock in the morning, I was writing other things. It's just my brain is rattling. So if I get stuck and don't make things all so clear all the time, just tell me I'm not making it clear because I'm hoping to make it as clear as possible this morning. It's pretty simple, but I just want us 
my emphasis this morning is to bring us back to the heart of Jesus. Remember, the gospel is about Jesus. And that's what we're all about. If it wasn't for the gospel, we would not be able to sit in this place and listen to the, to the word. It's the gospel of Jesus that brought the, the life that we can have with the Father and, and, and us again. And so my emphasis be on Jesus and the love of Jesus. And as I was preparing for this, I got a sense that I'm going to speak a little bit about Jesus today. But I also had a sense of the Father's heart. And I think the last time I preached, I spoke a little bit about the Old Testament. And, it was, uh, and, I, and I said, the Old Testament is a, such a good indicator of the heart of the Father, of God. And what righteousness means and what holiness means. And what serving Him, the conviction in our heart means. And so I'm just going to touch on it a little bit. And, and hopefully we'll get through some of it. Not, probably definitely not all of it. But uh, let's just uh, get cracking and get going here. So I want to really just start right in the beginning, okay? And uh, if I go to, um, I don't think all the scriptures will be on there. I don't think this one's particularly on there, but I'm going to go to right to uh, uh, Genesis. Let me find it there. Sorry. In the beginning. That's the part I'm looking for. In the beginning. <laughs> So we see an interesting thing. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over its surface. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So we imagine, yeah, there's just this, this void of something of a, a thing just hanging somewhere. And the Bible says... It was formless and shapeless, and it was dark. Darkness was over it. And the Spirit of God was there waiting to begin the process that God had intended for man and the, the, the place in which we will abide. And God said, let there be light. Now, what I find very interesting, it was only four days later, the Bible says, that God created the stars and the sun. So at this point in time, I read this and I thought to myself, well, God said, let there be light. What light was there if it wasn't for the sun, which only came four days later? I suddenly realized, because the Bible clearly tells us, it says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And so from the beginning of time, he was the light of the world. On day one, when God saw this formless mass of water, just this thing that was just there. He said, let there be light. Who was there? God was there. The Spirit was there. And in the moment in time, Jesus was there, the light of the world. For, so for the first three days of God's creation, there was no natural light. It was the glory of Christ. And I thought that's incredible. Because that is how we started. The Godhead in the moment all there, and the light of the world. So when Jesus proclaims that I am the light of the world, he's saying even right in the beginning of time when I began the process of making a place for us to inhabit, he said, I was there to bring that light. And if we go to the book of Revelations right further down, it talks again about the new heaven and the new earth. And it tells us there, 
that when Jerusalem the new he- uh, comes down to the new earth, there will no longer be a sun. In fact, there will not be heavenlies, the bodies out there. Why? Because the true light will be our light once again. He started being the true light. He will end being the true light. Jesus Christ, the light for us. We see in the Old Testament, we see in Exodus 3 verse 4, Moses coming across and he comes across a bush that was burning and it wasn't being consumed. And we see in that moment in time, we see, we see something significant because as soon as we see burning things and light, that was the introduction of light right there, the natural light that man can understand. They saw the glow of the sun, the reflection of the moon at night, but the fire was what their light was about. So when he saw it, he saw something different. And later on we see God saying to Moses, when you go, into the, when you go to uh, Egypt, tell them this, I am who I am. And later on in the New Testament, we read the most amazing scriptures again. And Jesus talks about who he is. And he uses the same word. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the door or the gate. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. He uses that same terminology that God was using, and he was referring to it himself. The significance of that is he had such confidence in who he was. You see, I can't say something. I can't say, I am that, if I'm not confident enough to believe that I am that. You see, he was in the Father, and the Father was in him. And so he could confidently make the statement that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And later on, he also says there in, and this is the text scripture we're going to be doing, in John 8 verse 12, it says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but he'll have the light of life. And so this morning I want to talk about the light. The light of Jesus and what does that mean for you and I? How do we embrace that? How do we accept that? How do we have that as a, com- a conviction that when he says, I am it means he's able to do it. There's no limitations to who he is. When he is the light of the world, he brings light into every single situation. John Piper said this, Jesus speaks from God and for God and as God. Apart from Jesus, we live in darkness. We have a limited capacity to understand who we are and what we see in this world. Our understanding is completely limited. We we just do not understand the whole thing. So what I want to do is I want to take a little bit of time and just go through what is light, the importance of light, why is light. So effectively, there's a, a, so this is my, this is my, business world that I'm going to bring into a little bit right now. There's a thing called the electromagnetic spectrum. 
Okay? It's a, 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 I think it will come up there just now. There's a picture of it. There we go. So if we look at that electromagnetic spectrum, that higher spectrum is the light spectrum. So when you're listening to your radio in the car, actually you're listening to light waves traveling, creating the sound that travels it across. If, you're dry, if you are uh, looking, I, I don't know, however you're going to be doing, whatever it is, that whole spectrum is a light wave. It's all various forms of light waves. Some of them, they, in fact, they travel like this. And sometimes they go quicker, and other times they're longer. And as they go, you'll see you get the radio waves, you get the microwaves, you get infrared, you get the visible light, then you get the ultraviolet light, the x-rays, and the gamma light. Now, our eyes are only able to see a very small pool. So if you see right in the, begin, in the middle there, in the center of that thing there, there's a very small, small little aspect of what our eyes actually can see. So the rest of what you see is completely invisible. We have a Wi-Fi router that's busy transmitting that. That is light being transmitted in its form in a different wavelength. So there is something about light that we do not understand, a vast majority of light that we do not understand. And this morning I was thinking and saying to myself, if that's the case, and Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world, that must mean that there's so much more of him that we do not understand. You see, the, great, the, 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 the best of God is far greater than what we are able to understand, believe, conceive, think up, dream up. Jesus is everything. When he talks about the light of the world, he embraces every single aspect of the electromagnetic sphere. I'm going to go past my pages here. Look at that very quick. Huh? <laughs> got to find my other pages here. I want to talk about that a little bit of a light. Watch this. Our natural light that we have on this earth, and this is just a bit of practical stuff for you to understand, is the sun. The sun is 150 million kilometers away. It's quite far to drive. In fact, if they tell you, if you had to travel at 650 kilometers an hour, it would take you over 20 years to get there. Fast. Light from the sun to the earth takes just over eight minutes to reach us. That's the speed that it travels at. 350 meters per second. So light is incredibly fast. Now watch this. I'm just giving you a bit of basic understanding which we can understand what the depth of light is all about. The closest star. So as I said to you, uh, it would take, according to what they're saying there, it would take uh, 8 minutes and 20 seconds for the light of the sun to reach the earth. If we go to the closest star, 4.3 years, that's how long it. If we look at, our, at the night sky, the brightest star that you see takes 9 years from light leaving that star to the earth at the speed that it's tra traveling at. 
the Orion Nebula, which is another solar system sort of thing, 1,500 years for that light to reach us. And so we begin to see the greatness, the spectacularness, the wonder of God. He didn't just create those things because it was just something. Everything points to one direction. Everything points back to Him. And it's for us to begin to focus and to be redirected to Christ, the light of the world. I mean, our sun is purely just gases burning. Predominantly two hydrogen and helium. Continually exploding and, and generating that, 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 that heat and that life that keeps us sustained. And so our reference point to our life on this earth is the sun and what it brings to us. Because without the sun, we will not survive. We won't eat. We won't be healthy. We'll be in darkness all the time. But that was the creation and how he created it. Going back to our understanding. So I'm going to give you a little, another little bit of a history lesson as we go along. So part of the, the journey that I've been over the last 20 years in the lighting industry is to see a significant change and, and, and direction of lights. So if we go back, our early forms of light was obviously fire. And then, of course, there was candles, and then there was lanterns, oil lanterns, and it produced like that. And it, it, it was only in 1802 they started to develop the incandescent lamp. You know, that, the old one, the, the little uh, clear one that you had that everybody used and all that. You had your 60 watt and your 100 watt and all of that sort of thing. That was 1802, the development started. It was only Edison who developed the carbon filament, which went into it, and that was in 1880, some 80 years later. So the concept was there 80 years later. He manages to develop a commercially viable light source that can go into those lamps. 1973, these sort of things were beginning to be developed. It's not long ago. Compact fluorescence. And it was only in 1958 that the original LED was developed, a light-emitting diode. And they could only do it in green at that stage. And it was pretty damn useless to anybody until a company called IBM got hold of it, and they started to install it onto their PC boards and all of that sort of thing, and they managed to develop it. In 1990, LEDs was only developed into Bright green, orange, red, and yellow. Now, 1990 was just the other day. And you can remember they used to have them on little glowing little uh, things all over the show. And, and, and that's all they were, they were useful for. And in 1994, the development of LEDs took place. And, of course, it led to where we are today. So you see on that little strip over there, those little yellow things are basically what the LED is. Actually smaller than that. But they are, that's effectively what we had. So we've had this progression that has taken place. And so I've lived in, a, in, in, a, in an era where in the lighting business I had to transform my thinking and my understanding. Because most, in fact, the company I work for now, we sell nothing else other than LED. It's developed that way. And so the amount of light that they can get from that and the achievement and the energy savings is far better than the old traditional conventional ways of doing it. And so just that little bit of history, I wanted to just share that with you so I could just, so we could know where we fit in 
to the picture. And we go back to that scripture that says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And you know, when he made that statement, it was an interesting thing because there was a, the festival of uh, the tabernacle, uh, the tabernacle of, what, no, I'm getting my mind, not the festival of lights. <laughs> See, I've got two pieces of paper here, so I've got to find both of them. But not the less, never less. So there was a festival, a Jewish festival that was taking place, and it would basically happen three times a year. And this particular one is where they would go into the outer courts of the temple. And it wouldn't just be in any, it would be all the temples they would do it. And what they would do is they would have these big massive stands, and on top of these four big massive stands in in the outer courts, they would have four golden discs and plates with oil in them. And they would light this oil, and it would burn all night. And it was on the backdrop of that the next morning that after all this had began to fade and the oil had been set up and there was no more light coming from the things, Jesus makes the statement and he says, I am the light of the world. Of course, it was controversial because he's suddenly realizing, hang on a second, people were suddenly thinking, what is he saying? But he was using that as an illustration to say, once again, I am the light of the world. You see, if we take the word I am, there's two scenarios to that. Because we can say, he is, I am, the I am, Jesus Christ, say, I am that. Or we can say, I am. And as soon as we start saying, I am, I can do it at work. I can help myself. I can get myself better. I can look after myself. I'm okay on my own, then our focus is shifting of who the I am is onto ourselves. And then our focus begins to drift from the light of God onto ourselves. And that's a dangerous road to go down, where we lose focus of you are only there for the glory of God. Your life is here to embrace God and his goodness and his life. Light represents, I'm cutting through a whole lot of things, (laughs) like I always do. So let me just go through this. On that light spectrum that we had, and go back to that one there, it said this, infrared, and I'm going to try and tie it all together. I'm trying to tell you, I can tie it all together. This thing's going on and off. (laughs) Oh, I'm just fading in and out. There we go. Ah. Infrared. What is infrared used for? Heat sensors, thermals, night vision, remote controls, fiber optics. The things that we use, being able to look at the stars, astronomy. What is make microwave used for? Cooking, radar, communication. Radio as well. And then you've got radio, shortwave, drones use it, uh, remote controls use it. So those are the aspects of UV light. We all understand that. Take that nice UV light and you shine it and all your white glows nice and you look all pretty all of a sudden. Your faces look ugly but the clothes look nice. 
You look rather sickly, but ultraviolet is used for a lot of things. It's used for medical treatment, dental treatment, kills bacteria. Of course, it gives you a bit of suntan as well, and it's good for the body. Of course, we cover ourselves in sun, sunscreen because we don't want too much of it. But the reality is ultraviolet is a very important part of life. And then x-rays, the ability to see through dense matter. What is that used for? Examination of the body and ex- obviously to expose things. So uh, x-rays, you go through, they can look into your suitcase, they can see what's in your suitcase when you go to the airport, all of that. There. And then the gamma rays, treatment of cancer. Medical, sterilization. And so the reason I'm saying that is if I take those things and I suddenly say Jesus is the light of the world, no longer is it just what I can see Jesus can do. Now I can all of a sudden say, here's my infrared. The ability for me to be able to see past through the darkness, to see the pitfalls, to see, the, to see what lies ahead. Scripture says in Psalms, and I preached on it once before, he's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The ability for him to show us where I'm walking now, and of course the ability to show me my path down the road. Because he's, he's interested in now, where I'm walking now, what I'm doing now, what's happening in my life today. But he's also interested in your future. So he's lighting up both of those at that moment in time. Protecting you, yeah? Giving you direction over there. Microwaves. Cooking. Stability. The ability to eat. Heat up things. Jesus needs to do that in our lives. Radar is used for microwaves. What do you radar for? For communication. Ships use radar all the time. Position so they know where they are. They know where other things are, to communicate to other vessels. That's what they use it for. UV light. Why would Jesus want us to know that he can be that? Why? Because it's used for killing bacteria. It's used for um, medical, health, all those things, and x-rays as well, and the gamma rays. You see, the greatness of Jesus is he wants a full completeness over us. He doesn't want to just come in and say, okay, right, I just want to deal with a little bit of you. He wants to deal with the entirety of you. Jesus wants us to be complete and whole. And so every single aspect, more than what you and I can see, is important to him. The innermost parts of our heart, the little crevices that we hide deep within us, the failures that we hold on to, the convictions that we hold on to, the guilt that we hold on to. That light of Christ wants to penetrate all of that and bring wholeness, bring healing, bring direction, bring victory, bring freedom. This is a matter of interest. We're limited to what we can see. There's certain animals that are not limited to what they can see. Certain animals can see in infrared. So some of your uh, butterflies, um, uh, spiders, funny enough, I don't know why they would want to see like that, but they do. Rats as well, so they've got good vision at night. They also see in ultraviolet as well. Snakes, 
see in infrared. So they see a spectrum on that lighting thing that we don't see. They have that ability. And God's saying this morning, I want you to have that ability, not to just see the little bit that I am, but I want to see the big picture of who I am. What can I offer you that will make a significant change in your life? Some scriptures. I want to read this quickly and then we're almost done. Ephesians 5, 8 says this, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light. And who is that light? Jesus. Once you were full of darkness, but now you have Jesus, the light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. For this light within you produces what is good, righteous, and true. If you want to live a life that is full of goodness, righteousness, and truthfulness, he's saying you need the light to be living inside of you. I was reading on the, the tabernacle. Now, if we look at the, the tabernacle where you've got the, the outer court, the holy place, and then the holy of holy, the inner, the inner court is, is the, another reference to it. There was three different places there. Now, the outer court was lit by sunlight. Either the sun or the moon. It would light that. So it's natural light. If you went to the next step and you went into the inner court or the holy place, it was lit by candle, effectively, or oil. Um, it was, I can't remember what they called them now, but they had four of them in that particular area, and they, I think they would, would have been oil burning, and they burnt all the time. 24 hours a day. And then if you went into the Holy of Holies, there was no light. There was no window. There was absolutely nothing. But the most amazing thing there, the Ark of the Covenant was kept there. And the Bible said that in the Ark of the Covenant, the glory of God rested. And if we look at the glory of God, it's, a, it's, it's, it's ex explained as light. So when that priest eventually would go into that holy of holies, he didn't need to bring a candle. He didn't need to bring a light source in there to see what it was because the glory of God, the glory of Jesus was shining within that space. And we know the story that when Jesus was on the cross and that curtain was torn, that holy of holy was opened up for us. And at that moment in time, the Holy of Holies became our heart. And therefore, what it's saying is the very light of Christ living inside of us. Burning inside of us. I saw something very interesting, which I think so many of us do. I'm going to use it. Tim. Just grab the one corner there. Whoa. -oh. No, no, just like that. See, that curtain was torn in two. And that light was open into our lives. But as people, I believe, and I know for my own life, I think sometimes I want to close my curtain once again. Because there's certain areas of my life I don't want the light to shine. I don't want to. You see, Jesus, had that was torn. I want to sometimes close it. 
And I got that picture that God is saying. God is saying, let's not close ourselves off to what he wants to do. You see, he wants to work in every part of your life. Everything you're thinking. Everything that you're saying. Every movement that you have. Every challenge that you face. Every moment of your day. He wants to expose that light that change begins to happen. See, change won't happen until the light comes in. Healing cannot come. We saw so many miracles where Jesus would do miracles in the lives of people. But actually what he was doing is he was changing their life at that moment in time. The, 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 the miracle wasn't, I wasn't going to make, just heal you. He says, I want, they made them well, complete, holistically, everything better. Jesus wants to make everything better. We're our limitations. We stop. Because we say, okay, God, this part of the house is my part. The rest you can have. God's saying, I'm jealous. I want everything. But he will not step into that moment unless you're willing to let go of that curtain and let it fall the way it's supposed to be. The light of Christ needs to come into our life to birth a newness, and a wholeness that we have to have. You and I need to be exposed to the light every single day. Now, you can work very different ways in exposing the light. It's through his spirit. It's through his word. Lamp to my feet and light to my path. It's through his relation, the relationship that I have with him. And perhaps it's through people who come into contact with me, who can speak into my life and say, that needs to change. God's speaking to us all the time. John 12, 46 says, Jesus said, I have come as a light to the world, so everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. 1 Peter 2, verse 4 says, You are a chosen race. We love the scripture. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people from God, uh, for God's own possession. Watch out. People for God, God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellence of him who has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. That scripture makes it so clear. The light of Jesus is not that you can say, I've got the light of Jesus. It's that you reflect that glory once again and bring honor and glory to him. See, your life needs to bring everything we sing that song, from you, God, to you, God. Jesus reveals the light. We reflect it outward. Go into all the world. Make disciples of all men. It's a matter of us showing the life and the light that lives within us. And the Bible talks about that and tells us that we need to be that light and we need to show that light and we need to be light to people. Not that they see me but that they glorify God in that. John 1 verse 8 says, He was not the light. He's talking about John the Baptist. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Ephesians 5 8 says, Walk as children of the light. So just in closing... Just in closing, I want to say, 
Let's allow Jesus to work in our lives every day, every moment, and every opportunity. See, when I was preparing this, I was, talk, I was looking at the light aspect of it. If you watch this little globe here, and you'll see that on LEDs. You see that yellow coating on there? That's a special phosphor coating. We wouldn't be able to see the light that it's producing if it wasn't for that coating. Same as the fluorescents like these. They've got this white phosphor coating that goes over it. The light produced inside of that we wouldn't be able to see properly. And we wouldn't get the fullest benefit. It's that coating that creates the invisible light to visible light. And the invisible light of God, through Jesus being the coating in our lives, makes it visible to everybody and for ourselves. So we need to understand that Jesus is like that coating because the Father cannot tolerate sin. But as we move forward in a life of love and and compassion, the life of Jesus begins to radiate through us and we begin to be what we need to be. So I just wanted to just say, (laughs) saying a lot of things, I think. A guy said, Amy Joshua said this. I'm going to stop now. When I admit I'm not enough, I'm free to run and cling to the God who is. Skipping. John Piper said, The light of Christ is the brightness of God shining on the the retina of the human soul. Almost got it wrong. (laughs) It would have been good. eh? I did correct myself in time. (laughs) It was just to wake you all up in that moment. The light of Christ is the brightness of God shining on the retina of the human soul. (laughs) His light doesn't make darkness any less. It just conquers every shadow um, with something stronger. It doesn't make the darkness any less. It conquers every shadow with something that's stronger. The lamp is the lamb. God's glory is the light and the lamb. So exactly what I was saying. The light source inside is God. The covering, the lamp, is Jesus. And so we are only able to get into his presence because Jesus covers us. And one day we'll live in heaven, free and whole and complete. Revelations tells us that. Only because of Jesus. And the Father can only tolerate us because of what Jesus has done. Not that he doesn't love us, but he couldn't tolerate sin. And so from that point of view, that's what it is. So I want to encourage you this morning. Let's walk in the light of Christ. Let's walk in his love. Let's walk how we're supposed to be. Allow yourself, and I want to pray for us this morning, allow the light of Christ to come into your life. Let him change, transform, adapt your life, that you would walk in, how he wants you to walk. 
You see, the light will bring the change. You have a decision to say whether I want to accept it or I don't want to. Stop pulling the curtain up that God has pulled down. Start letting it stay down. That you can, the wholeness that he has for you would take place. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you. This morning. That you are the light of our lives. God, I pray for everyone here this morning that you would just let the light of Jesus shine into their hearts and into my heart as well. Exposing those areas of weakness and areas that I'm keeping quiet and hiding. Bring wholeness, bring the fullness of the light that you are. Bring every aspect of the light, the healing power, the ability to to see in places that I can't see. The ability to communicate better. Bring the wholeness, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.